This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today... It's a Thursday, mm-hmm. which is which means it's a beautiful day because you know we are now hitting off the weekend and you know the weather is beautiful as well. Yes, indeed, and we're definitely excited to get to spend this hour of your Thursday with you. We've got lots coming up on today's show, and a lot of the news has actually to do with the future of healthcare. And honestly, to be honest, it's partially also the mishaps of using tech when it comes to healthcare. Algorithms that detect cancer have been discovered to actually fool and be easily fooled Mm -hmm. by hacked images and this is going to be a very big concern when it comes Mm -hmm. to using technology and implementing it in today's day and age Mm -hmm. yeah and again i do believe that uh, you know having technology is very important in you know our daily lives as well and time and time again it has been shown that Yes, indeed. Um, Coming up on today's show as well, we're going to be talking all about how future-proof big tech is. Apple, Spotify, they've all been under fire lately. And we're going to be telling you exactly why we should be careful whenever we're using these services. Yes, and Apple has also unveiled an Android app that can detect AirTags and even use the Find My Device. Now, we do know that the Apple AirTags has been, you know, gaining a lot of uh, commotion when it first came out, but kind of, you know, dying down now. The hype is dying down. But soon enough, you know, we will be able to even go deeper into the AirTag universe. Yes, indeed. And I'm very excited to talk about this story because we've seen it make headlines. I've seen a lot of people become shocked by the news. But there was one company who fired 900 employees over a Zoom call. That is Mm. by far surpassing A, any number of people who've been fired from a company at once and B, on a virtual call so we're going to be listening to the honestly honestly the the effects and the impacts of having such an act being done virtually is it beneficial is it even healthy for the employees to be for it to be done this way i think when we start using technology there are do's and don'ts and this is honestly one of the don'ts that a lot of researchers are saying should be illegal to be done over a virtual call yes i mean uh, firing that many employees at one time was kind of crazy but ladies and gentlemen we're talking about how ibm and samsung are taking sides together and they are working on a new chip design that could lead to week-long battery life on a number of phones which we would all love a week-long battery life and you know that battery would be a little bit loyal <laughs> because it would be a one week long you charge it once a week but the question is how long would you have to charge it for daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world when residents right here in the uae were asked where would you want to see innovation in what sectors the majority of people actually answered they didn't want to see any tech innovation or the use of AI when it comes to healthcare and when, when it comes to education. And I remember when we were sharing the survey results, Hani and I were thinking, why wouldn't anyone want to see advancements in healthcare when it comes to innovation and tech? But today's story is actually one 
for that type of people, those who don't support the use of AI when it comes to healthcare, because scientists have found out that algorithms that detect cancer can be fooled by hacked images, which basically means if any hospital were to be susceptible to a cyber attack, many may just be diagnosed with cancer when they don't have cancer at all. I mean, what kind of... Honestly, I laugh, but I mean... To hack into, you know, such a sensitive topic and, you know, show, You'd be surprised. you know, that someone has cancer. I don't know where it's funny, where kind of parody this is. Just, you know, despicable that someone would, you know, hack an image and make someone give, show someone that they have cancer. Especially, you know, when that person is probably already, you know, nervous going into there. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to go through all the tests and, you know. Biopsies, you name it. And then at the end of the day, you know, some hacker who uh, lives wherever he does, you know, just says, hey, I want a quick laugh. You know, he doesn't even get to see the reaction. He just sends, you know, uh, that hacked image. But, you know, we're looking at how artificial intelligence programs are going to check medical images for evidence of cancer that can be duped by hacks and even cyber attacks. And that was according to a new study. Now, researchers have demonstrated that a computer program could add or even remove evidence of cancer from mammograms, and those changes do fool both an AI tool and human radiologists as well. And, you know, this could lead to incorrect diagnosis. So what does that mean? That means when someone, God forbid, gets cancer, and if it's a dupe to fake cancer, they will have to go under chemotherapy. Exactly. They will have to, you know, chemotherapy is a strong drug. And it's a very expensive one. And that's actually the key reason behind why such attacks happen. And we've seen it in the past. We've seen a lot of hospitals and a lot of patients get diagnosed in an incorrect diagnosis that they have cancer. And come to find out they never really had cancer, but they would go through radiotherapy, they'd go through chemotherapy. And the main reason behind it is because some pharmaceutical company or some hacker wants to make money out of these patients using these drugs, which is... Honestly, absolutely brutal to begin with when we're talking like humanity wise. And it's just it's inhumane. Now, looking at it, an AI program that typically is used to help screen mammograms, which is usually the scan that is used to help detect breast cancer, uh, has been susceptible to these hacks and they've been susceptible to these mistakes. So they would actually view a completely healthy scan to have signs of cancer or that a patient has cancer when they're actually cancer free. And that happens because some hacker gets into the system, gets into the AI and uploads fake images under said patient's name and then the system just detects patient X has cancer, patient Y doesn't have cancer. Now, the issue behind this is that nowadays a lot of screening uh, machines, a lot of screening methods actually are very highly dependable on AI and robotics. And that makes it very hard for humans to kind of draw the line because even a human radiologist might get into a mistake like this if they if all they saw was that fake image. So mm-hmm. it's not really the machine's fault, but more of a security mishap. I feel like the security behind these system needs to be strengthened so that no one would be put at such a risk. Not a human radiologist and not a machine radiologist. Yes, 100%. I do believe maybe they should have a closed network that these images are being sent to, a local network. So if anyone would like to hack, uh, you know, just to, um, you know, make money off these chemotherapy drugs, that what would happen is that they would have to be physically at the hospital at the medical center and you know it's not that easy to plug in a wire into a whole computer room Mm -hmm. and hack into you know uh, those mammograms or you know those diagnostics 
And again, I'm looking at how, you know, unfortunately, Big Pharma could be the villain here. I, I mean, you know, for these treatments being so expensive, yep. this could entitle a lot of Big Pharma companies or even distributors to think about this way of making extra money. And we do know that hackers are increasingly targeting hospitals and healthcare institutions with cyber attacks. And most of the time, those attacks do siphon off patient data and they do use it for marketing purposes. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about how future-proof is Apple, Twitter, and Spotify. And apparently, not very. So they might just have no place <laughs> in the future. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we do know that, you know, the pioneers, the ones that are kind of grasping the market is Apple, Twitter, Spotify. These are the big names that you hear. And we don't kind of look at a near future or a future in general without these companies. I mean, Apple, you know, the iPhones, the MacBooks. I'm using an, an Apple MacBook right now. I have an Apple iPhone. I have an Apple Watch, right? I believe that for the next 10 years, I'm going to be using these products. Twitter, I believe maybe in the next couple of years, I will be using Twitter as well. Spotify, I listen to music with it. I believe for the next couple of years, Spotify as well. These companies have already developed a very good presence in the real world and the virtual world. But are they future-proof? What does that mean? Does that mean are they going to be here for the future or not? And unfortunately, a lot of researchers have found out that they might not just be. Yes, indeed. And the thing is, it's not about you being popular at the moment. It's about what are you doing to make sure that people are still going to use you 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. And that's exactly what researchers are trying to determine and are trying to measure. So when we're looking at the global ranking of future readiness, how ready is a certain company for the developments in the future? What are they doing right now to make sure that in a couple of years, they'll still have a spot in the market. Tesla, Lululemon, MasterCard, Google, they were actually top, at the top of the global ranking of future readiness. However, Apple, Twitter, Spotify, mm -hmm. and Audi underperformed when they were compared to their competitors in their respective industries. And that is coming from many studies. So these studies have been taking place over the past decade from 2010 up until 2021 and looking at the likelihood of survival of these companies in a very fast and frequent change-filled world that we're currently living in. So it's not necessarily like this ranking is not necessarily a death sentence for these companies, but it's definitely kind of like an ultimatum for them to start working harder or else they're going to lose their spot in the market one day. Yes. And, you know, when we think about these type of companies, the first ones that do come in mind, for example, is Skype, right? Mm -hmm. Skype, MSN, if you remember MSN, oh, Yahoo Messenger, AOL, <laughs> right? Now, these companies, they dominated the messaging service and now we have so much more. Also, another one, mm. BlackBerry, BBM yes. Messenger. At one point in time, we thought this dominated the market. What's up came along, hit them right out of the park. So this is actually a wake-up call for these companies to say, hey, listen, you don't always, you know, have full control over the market. You're not only the monopoly here. And the world can, you know, flip on you in a second. Now, we do know that some of these, you know, circumstances would come out because of 
real world things. For example, the COVID-19 uh, COVID-19 pandemic, pandemic yeah. right? And the Omicron variant, the Delta variant. Zoom kicked off. Why? Why was Zoom so successful? It was only successful because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And after the COVID, we're still in the COVID-19 pandemic, but after lockdown, we are still seeing a huge increase and in growth on Zoom because people are now used to using Zoom because at a time of need, we always know this in, you know, business and business management, right? Supply and demand in the time of demand, in the time of need, Zoom was the supplier to connecting people all over the world. So these companies, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, are they going to be here for the long run? I personally believe yes. I believe mm. that number, especially Apple is too invested into the market right now and they are going on different endeavors that they will have a longevity in the tech space. I actually back to differ with this one. I don't mm -hmm. think I agree with you sadly on this point because as popular as Apple is at the moment and as hard as it is to imagine any other company in the world taking its place, when you mentioned BBM and when you mentioned BlackBerry, I was like, yeah, it's not too far into the future. It's not impossible because once upon a time, BlackBerry and Nokia were the only smartphone industries anyone talked about. They were the only companies 100%. out there in the market. And I feel like with the way Apple is going, they're not reinventing as fast as they should. And that is one of the biggest pillars when it comes to being future ready. You need to be fast and change. And sadly, Apple is not being as fast as it should. That's one key point. Another is the fact of the matter is the workforce. So with a lot of companies, they've been able to kind of split their workforce, know exactly how to operate robotics in sectors that where robotics are needed and would make the job faster. And at the same time, know exactly when human uh, force is needed, which is exactly what Huawei and Samsung have been able to do. But Apple, sadly, not really, which is partially why they have been having lots of issues when it came to producing equipment, producing products. They've been struggling with workers not being able to come in or parts not being able to be manufactured at the right pace. Yeah, and again, I could, you know, that is again one of the main reasons why it was because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But I do believe after the COVID-19 pandemic, they'll pick up. They'll pick up again. And Omnia said everything 100% correct. You know, nothing is impossible regardless if, you know, uh, Apple's a $1 trillion company, right? And they are because apparently they have offshore funds and wealth <laughs> funds that are equivalent to $1 trillion. Mm -hmm. So Apple is huge. But, you know, there's a good saying that I always like to remind myself and remember, mm -hmm. no king rules forever. And that's something that you should always keep in mind. Yep. That the big dogs always fall off. And there's always going to be an underdog that wants the place that you sit in right now whether it's huawei samsung xiaomi they're all looking at mr apple mr <laughs> tim cooks and they want what he has but i personally think that apple is smart enough mm -hmm. to keep the ball going ladies and gentlemen we are taking a short break four two one five let us know your guys thoughts and when we come back we're talking all about apple <laughs> unveiling an android app that can detect air tags and find my devices keep pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. We were just talking about how Apple may not make it to the future, but as of today, they're still the talk of the town. More specifically, they are trying to even kind of cater towards the Android market. And you might be thinking, 
what? Apple is already an operating system of its own. They have their very own operating systems. Why are they looking at the Android market? Well, they do want some of their products to be accessible no matter what operating system you have. And that specific product is the AirTag, which is basically very similar to what an RFID tag would do. You can attach it on any of your valuable belongings. It could be a pet. It could be a wallet. It could be your car keys. It could be your most treasured possessions and wherever you are this air tag will be able to uh, communicate with your phone and let you know exactly where that belonging is and now they're launching an android app that can help detect the air tags and even use the find my devices feature that we always have seen on iphones yes now apple has always been you know the type of company that never really cared about their non-Apple users mm -hmm. until recently because they understood that, you know, a lot of their Apple products are amazing as they are. And, you know, they have an untapped market for their Apple products, which is the Android market. So why push the consumers to buy an Apple phone when I can just give them Apple products? And I'm tapping into <laughs> around 1.8 billion phones, Android users, who can now use AirPods, who can now use an Apple Watch, etc. Now, Apple did unveil an Android app that will help users who do not own iPhones or iPads to detect unexpected AirTags and other devices that are compatible with Apple's Find My Network that are near them. Now, the development does make good on the technology company's pledge to boost user privacy. Now, the Tracker Detect app, which was first floating around in June of this year, does allow users to find out if they are being tracked without their knowledge. Now, after a manual scan and any AirTag found will be flagged as unknown and a sound can be played to actually locate it. Now, tapping it with an iPhone or NFC-capable device will provide instructions on how to disable it by removing its battery. Now, even if the AirTag is in lost mode, instructions on how to return it to its owner will be given. Now, that is the number one thing that kind of came up when privacy issues were, you know, in um, in the talks. You know, if I just throw, I, like I could throw an AirTag mm -hmm. in Omnia's bag right now. True. And she could be on her merry way and she would never know. So Apple said, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. You know, we're going to have a feature for that. This sound's going to be playing. You have to turn it off manually, blah, 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 blah. And now, you know, that was for iPhone users, but now they want to cater it to Android users as well. Yes, indeed. And I'm actually very excited to see how this is going to turn out for Android users because it reminds me of, you know, when you pass by restaurants and they offer you samples, especially cafes. They'll give you like a sample of what yogurts they have or ice creams, and it kind of might just lure you to try it. And once you try it, you may be sold forever and it becomes the one store you go to to get everything. And that's exactly what Apple is trying to do with this brand new feature that they're launching. Brand new app, to be more specific. Um, tapping in with an iPhone or an NFC-capable device will provide a lot of instructions on how to disable it by removing its battery. So they'll also give you kind of like a how-to guide on disabling AirTags as well to make sure that the privacy of their users is left untapped. We want to hear from all of you, 4215. Have you gotten an AirTag yourself? Have you tried it out? And what is your experience with it? For the longest time, we've seen RFID tags being used widely, but mostly by businessmen and people who had a lot of valuable belongings because of how expensive they are. But now, AirTags are making things a lot more purchasable, we can say. Check this out. Check this out. All 95.
You're fired. Oh my God! I was like, "What's going on?" That reminds me of Donald Trump. I, were you the one who said last time? I think I or I wish I was a manager. No. Yeah, I think it was you. You were saying what, what, what if was... only I was a manager and be like, "You're fired." You gotta repeat this. I do not like this. You're like, what if I was this person? I think I think it was, uh, you know, <laughs> regarding the reality show, Donald Trump's reality show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think it was called. What was it called? Forgot. You know, I just had the tip of my tongue. But anyways, ladies mm. and gentlemen, why I started off the segment saying you're fired is because Better.com CEO mm-hmm. has actually fired 900 employees on a Zoom call. And the question you know, is, how much? Who's working in the company now? How do you even approach that? You know, like, hey guys, you know, everyone on this call, on this call except Mary and Anne, you guys are fired. You fit the role well. Right? Like, imagine that. I mean, I, I, at first, you'd probably think it's a joke. Like, I, if I get happened 100%. to me, I'm like, <laughs> good one, boss. Right? You got no, no. You're fired. I can't. We need to cut budget. <laughs> like, what about the 899 rest of us? You're all fired. Out of it. Yeah. But again, the topic of the discussion comes today is how moral and ethically right is this to break the news via a Zoom call? Yes, that's definitely one of the biggest things that people have been talking about when it comes to remote working. As many companies push for flexibility in your job, flexibility in where you work, being able and and being offered the option to work remotely, I feel like there are certain things that you can't just do remotely, like firing one person, let alone 899 other people online. That's just, it should be a crime against humanity because all these people, yes, they may be having a lot of flexibility in their job, but they're still doing their job the way it should be done. So... People have been coming out and saying this should be illegal, the the decision shouldn't be enforced, and a lot of people have been also saying that the fact that Better.com, which is the company that did that, failing to comment about this only makes sense because they're really planning to follow through with it and they don't care who says what. Now, one of the employees that came under fire for, the, for this specific action did say that they had to do it they had to do these layoffs but the issue was the execution when it came to communicating the layoffs and he said the their boss basically said that the performance and productivity were the main reasons behind this decision and to go ahead and lay off employees in the united states and india but the question is even if they weren't being as productive as possible is this even legal to begin with yeah, or now, ethical, not even legal, just ethical. Yeah, now imagine, right? I do believe that, you know, we kind of just we kind of made it a joke about how we fired them. Yeah. But I do believe it isn't as com- co- comedic as I, I made it to be. Mm. Right? I do believe it was kind of, you know, explaining why and doing this and doing that. And again, think about 900 employees. He's not going to get 900 employees in his office, right? He's not going to get one after True. another. That would take, if he was doing one employee a day, that would take. What, two years, three years to do it, right? So, again, I think because of how big that team was, it's not specific people. It is departments that were being fired. He actually did exactly the scenario that you said. I'm not sure if you knew that. You're fired? He literally came out on the call. The, the minute the Zoom call started, he said, uh, um, thank you for joining. Uh, I come to you with not very great news. And it might. 
Yeah. And he said, if you are on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. And that was it. Vishal Garg, who is the CEO of Better.com, bro, you have no chill at all because you would think someone would, you know, execute this news a little bit better. But again, ladies and gentlemen, some people have no morals or ethics. He acknowledged that, though. He said that he was he made it or he delivered the news in a not very great way. But that was too late. He did it after it was too late. He said that he failed to show respect and appreciation for people who really worked hard on the company but that he kind of had no other option but to do that yeah again i mean i thought i was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt you know i was saying that he probably gave it to them in a very timely manner a nicely manner <laughs> but apparently this man was just you know a savage right <laughs> like if that ever happened to me i would have you know like thoughts to say back to mr ceo but again ladies and gentlemen how ethical and moral is what Mr. Vishal Garg did, who is the CEO of Better.com? Would you accept it? I would not accept it. I would be up in flames, especially the way he said it. You guys are the unlucky bunch, blah, 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 blah. I would like more of a reason why. True. Did I not meet the status quo? Am I, are we down in revenue? Were we not making sales? How is my productivity? And, you know, same time, Omnia, you have to remember that with every action, there's a reaction. So mm. what were these departments doing for him to come out so, you know, in this this manner and say, just you guys are fired. I don't want to even try with you guys. The thing is, I feel like right? whatever whatever it is that they were doing, when you're when you're relaying such such news, there has to be somewhat of a, of empathy within it because it's just it's unfair. These are yeah. People... He did he did empathy. He said you're the unlucky bunch. <sighs> wow. Uh, oh oh. I must add, he did send an email after that saying that after the like whatever happened hit the news, he was like, oh, I'm very sorry on how I delivered the news, but it just had to be delivered. And the issue is he has history of inappropriate communication with his employees to begin with back when the pandemic first started he sent out a full email saying to his employees that they're so slow that they're not you know they're not embarking on the digital transformation that every other company is and i mean if you're gonna communicate this way in this manner to your employees is that his voice <laughs> yeah all right guys i'm gonna try to listen you hear it real quick yeah Hmm. So uh, this is, uh, you know, the CEO who says you guys are the unlucky people. This call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. It's been a really, really challenging decision to make. Very. Very challenging decision to <laughs> Clearly. make. Clearly. Again, I mean, the way he said it shows no remorse, no, Nothing. you know. He doesn't kind of sympathize with the 900 people that have to feed their families. But again, unfortunately, this is corporate life. And, you know, the CEO thought this would be the correct way to execute such decision. Do you think Zoom should continue at this point? Or like Zoom working should still be an option yeah. when it comes to laying people off? I mean, if if, if it was a one-on-one, -on -one, hmm. right? And you guys obviously, again, they were people were laid off in India as well. And he's probably not based in yeah. India. He's probably based in the United States. Right, so maybe a Zoom call, one one on one. Hey, honey. Hey, Omnia. God forbid. Hey, whatever you are not doing as mm. what you're supposed to be doing. You haven't been meeting the status quo, revenue, blah 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 blah. Hey, I can. F you're done. You're done.
feel depressed just listening to this. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. Is it a correct way to lay someone off mm. via Zoom? I feel like it's okay as long as, as, as it is a one-on-one interaction. We are taking a short break, but when we come back... We're talking all about a week-long phone battery. Can this be the true reality in the coming years? Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out more about it. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what if we told you, right, that you only have to charge your phone once a week? Honestly, if if you like, I would never think about changing from Apple. But when I read this news, I was like, this would probably be the only thing that would lure me to try Samsung. You would try it, but by the time you get acquainted to it, <laughs> Apple would have already released the same type of mm. technology. Now, IBM and Samsung do say that their new chip design could lead to a week-long battery life on phones. Now, IBM and Samsung are teaming together to release this new chip, and they do say is the next big advance in chips and is looking quite good. Now, IBM and Samsung have announced their latest advancement in the semiconductor design, which is a way a new way to track or to stack transistors vertically on a chip instead of lying flat on the surface of the semiconductor. So that means, you know, you don't need a big, a big fat battery. You yep. can have a small battery because now it's going vertical, not horizontal. But imagine just charging your phone once a week and forgetting about it. It's like going back to the good old days of the Nokia brick phone. I mean, uh, that would be amazing. I would love to charge my phone once a week. And the question is, at what cost? Is mm. it going to be more expensive? And number two, how long would I have to be charging my phone for to get that one week charge? True. That's going to be a big question as well, because when we look at it, we, you know, 5G has been the big thing when it comes to the tech world, but we have got 6G coming up and we know that if you were to use your phone on Wi-Fi, the battery would last a lot longer than if you started using 5G. And that mm. is one of the big aspects that Apple kind of did not really communicate when they launched the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 13. They were saying, oh, the battery is going to last you all day. But then once you start using 5G, things don't measure the same way. So I'm wondering if this is going to be the exact same case with IBM and Samsung. Now, looking at it, they are definitely uh, looking to trial this battery very soon. And what they're saying is that charging it won't take more than a few hours so you're you're not looking at charging it all day thankfully but charging it for a couple of hours and then bam you won't have to recharge your phone for a week again that would be amazing i mean we do really have already big charging times uh, for charging your phones even if you do use those uh, superchargers as well mm -hmm. so i mean ibm and samsung have been teaming up and i'm looking at this becoming a huge huge thing for Samsung, but for the smartphone industry, because now they will be more inclined to compete because the great thing about life is competition, because yep. if your competition is doing good, it will push you to be better. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know you guys thoughts Four, two, one, five. Would you charge your phone for eight hours once a week to have a full week's charge or you're fine with charging it every couple of days? Would you switch? If to this, Samsung? Yeah. No. Even with this feature? Doesn't matter. I don't mind. You'll charge your phone. You'll you'll have a full. I don't. Full I'm not out all day week. anyways, so it's fine. 
I'm genuinely shocked. I uh, thought you would. Nah, I don't like Samsung. I don't like the way the, the functionality of the phone works. Okay. I don't like Android systems in general. But I don't like either, but it's it's a big feature to say no to. <laughs> ah, portable chargers do the job. Oh, my God. Right? Apple, if you're listening, hire this guy. 4215, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your guys' thoughts. But we are leaving you with The weekend. Not the actual song, the real weekend, <laughs> right? And uh, I hope you guys have a great, great weekend ahead of you guys. It is Thursday. It's always good vibes right here on Pulse95 and in the UAE when we're close or when we are in the weekend. I do want you guys to take care and stay safe. And Omnia, take mm-hmm. it away. We will see you once again on Sunday, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95. 95. And that is where the magic happens, right here on Pulse95. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you Sunday, not see you tomorrow. We'll see you Sunday. (laughs) Love you guys. Stay safe.